This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're going to be talking about the episode Samuel Rising from original Roswell. And then over on Roswell, New Mexico, we're going to talk about the episode Tones of Home. Uh, I'm pretty pumped, uh, not just to hang out and talk to Patrick again, but to revisit Christmas in Roswell. It is only September and it was a really, really hot day today. So it's like not very Christmassy at all here, but I could use a little holiday spirit. So um, I'm hoping that I get a little bit of that from Roswell and then from Roswell, New Mexico. Come on, I just want some, some horniness. We miss the horniness. We miss the ships. Um, so hopefully they'll be back this week. Enjoy. What does Michael advise Max to do to get Liz hot? Just walk into the crash down. Who is stuffing a turkey in this episode? That would be Jim Valenti. How does Santa arrive at the park? Uh, in like a red convertible. <laughs> <laughs> what activity did Liz have planned for she and Max? Ice skating. What beverage does Maria offer Michael? Oh, she offers him hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. This is after he asked her to fetch a yes. to fetch him a snapple. She does not offer him a snapple. Right. <clears throat> what is the right sequence of popcorn and cranberries? Five popcorn, two cranberries. That's correct. <laughs> that was almost a question for you. <laughs> Ryan, do you remember last summer uh-huh. when we, uh, along with Kelly and Colin yes. of Same Day Shipping, went on the PS I Love Rom-Coms podcast oh, yeah. to talk about Love Actually, a Christmas movie. Yeah, we were recording the episode in like the middle of August or something. Yeah, like that. it was not seasonal. I felt insane. Yes, I feel similarly insane today. But kind of in a Christmas mood now. No, I'm a little in a Christmas. <laughs> You're in mood. a little bit of Christmas mood. It's I don't know. It's today was such a it was a Santa Ana hot day. It was so hot. It in was Los armpit Angeles. hot. It, it was it broke a hundred degrees yeah, too hot. in Frogtown where I yeah. work. Um, and I was I was biking home, and I was just like, oh, like dripping. And then I'm here. <laughs> yeah, and now we're talking Christmas. We're, and now we're talking Christmas. And very Christmassy this episode. All every storyline is leads back to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. How do how do you feel about this episode as it compares to? Because we like ragged on the previous Christmas episode. I feel like this one feels less. Um. Like I feel like. Some of the um, the emotion feels more earned in this one. Yeah. Well, so yeah. like it is emotional, but it isn't like I. It isn't like oh, one of these characters has a dying daughter that we didn't never know about, and then Max is going to decide to save kids from cancer. Right. Like, and I kind of like the resolution that Max doesn't cure autism. Well, right. I mean, like that's, that it isn't there to be cured. Yes, like that's. Yes. I feel like that's such a. That's a responsible. That's a good take. Yes. And something that, like, while watching it, like, my heart was a little bit oh, in my throat. Sure. Where it's like, don't fuck this up, show. Yes. And I like you can almost argue that they fuck it up with like having him say "I love you" in the dream. Like, I, that. But I feel like, yes. But it was all. I think it's worth it. Because I think it is yeah. that Samuel wants to communicate something to his parents and sees Max as a vessel. Or at least the show posits that. Right, 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 right. Or at least, like, accepts Max as, as a vessel. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, uh, a lot of watching this for me was, like, 
just hoping that they weren't going. And you know, the sh- it, the show to its credit, like does avoid uh, like a lot of the. Um, traps that it could fall into yeah. uh like you say uh, principally among them like not making autism a thing that you can fix or yep. cure um but like you know there, it's still like no matter what like no matter how you look at this story it's like the engine of drama is like it's stressful on a relationship to mm-hmm. have an autistic son yeah which like i know that that is true like mm-hmm. that is you know true in my family yeah um but like I don't know. You, you always want, uh, you always want like better, you know. Yeah. In 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 storytelling, um, and I, like I, I I like I was saying, I don't want to rag on this too hard because I, yeah. I feel I feel like it actually does do um, the right thing most of the time. Uh, but man, I was like, I don't oh, know. It was very, I was feeling stuff watching this. Yeah. It it does like I think it dances on the edge of the like magic autistic kid yeah thing. yeah because even what i said of like he's looking to max the sh- i think the show reinforces that he is he no he somehow can sense max is different yeah and is looking for max to help him right which is bullshit but then also yeah. i mean like is bullshit but also we're watching a tv show with like aliens and yeah, stuff and we and people without cognitive different like yeah We've seen neurotypical people notice something's different about Max or Isabel. So it's sure. not like it's not out of the realm of possibility that any individual, whether they're neurotypical or not, would sense something about Max. Right. Like that we've seen people we've seen that in other people. It's not like Yeah. I think like the just the 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 place and the reason that I like get my defenses up about yeah. it on this show is that like that's not what this show does or no, what the show is about. No, this is not Touched by the Angel. Right. This is right. not like let's parachute into this into a different dramatic storyline of a, a different family right. drama right, each right, right. week. And when we have done it, like I would say last season with Christmas is a good example, when we parachuted into Sydney, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> his, that little girl's drama. Right. Like, we just kind of parachuted in, solved it with some magic, and, and never we talked out. about them ever right. again. Yeah. And it's like, and remember... Maria was gonna marry him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it, it's it was true insanity. And if this episode, and maybe, maybe that's why I yeah. was like, uh, went into this being like, "Don't you fucking dare!" Yeah. Show is because it had proven itself to be as like flagrant as to do yes. that uh, previously. Well, and Max is not always a very good character at like, especially as we've seen him on this mission. Yeah, he's not been the most like empathetic to other people right right he's he's on his mission and through this episode for the first most of this episode he's on his own mission right he's like can i use this child right really what he's doing the whole time and that child's mother is like can i use this boy (laughs) i know she wants to get with max maybe she whispered daddy under her breath and that's why the little yeah there we go (laughs) daddy because that's not fully explained no no not at all he could have said anything Right. But he said daddy. He said daddy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the mom said daddy. Uh-huh. Saw, saw a 17-year-old, 18-year-old he's with a, a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he's an 18-year-old <laughs> who looks 25. Yes. That, that whole scene at the beginning where they're at the crash down. Yeah. 
um, you know, I've mentioned it earlier this season, but like someone messed up Max's shaving schedule. Yeah. He's got like too much stubble. Um, and Michael's got a little bit of like a scraggly yeah. beard going on. And Isabel has, her face is covered with uh, Christmas glitter. She has so much glitter on her so face. So much glitter on her face. And it almost makes you wonder, like, did she put it on on the first day, the 22nd, and just it had trouble washing it off. I love and this. so it's I still love... there on on your, on your Christmas Eve, but that's right. really just but because glitter off. like yeah. won't. Right. It's insidious. You. Yeah. It doesn't go away. It goes everywhere. Uh, yeah. We figured um, we were counting backwards from the first day that they like actually identified as tomorrow is Christmas yes. Eve. And so we think the show starts on the 22nd. We think, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty late to start your volunteering plans. Yeah. I mean... They should have been thankful that they got any job. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I mean, if you really... raise your hand on the 22nd. I mean, on the 22nd, you should be, like, winding things down. Yeah, really. Because maybe Christmas Eve, depending on what the volunteer situation is. But, like, by Christmas, you're done. Yeah, you are straight done. People are not. I mean, maybe people are going to Santa's Village on Christmas Day. I don't I don't. People have family so. traditions. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably, you know. But maybe, I mean, we do go to Christmas, we do go to Santa's Village on Christmas Day. It's empty. All the lights are on. Yeah. It, only Max and Liz are there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great point. So, um. Um, let's talk about the uh, Christmas Nazi only uttered once and yes. then shushed. We and just then, call her the Christmas Grinch. Yeah, we can, yes. She, but she's like the, she's like an opposite of a Grinch. She's like. How? In that she wants to do Christmas very much. The Grinch famously wants to do Christmas not at all. Yeah, but... She's, she's still making people miserable. she's a Christmas Grinch. That adjective works very hard. I'm saying the Grinch is already a Christmas Grinch. No, the cr- he's an anti-Christmas Grinch. He hates Christmas. I think if you are being a Grinch about Christmas, then you are being anti-Christmas. If I'm but being- then you are not being a Christmas Grinch. But if you were a a beach Grinch, what would your position on beaches be? I guess if you are a beach Grinch, you probably don't like the beach. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. Touche. Um, I just don't want to say Nazi over and over. No, neither do I. So let's say Grinch. Um, um. But yeah, she she has her vision, and she's now extended her Christmas yeah. Grinchness. To her home life with Jesse. Yeah, which, I mean, obviously that is the same sort of uh, posture that she was imposing on Max and her parents before. Yes. But, like, that level of family, I feel like, just roll, like, understands the things already. And they're just like, all right, whatever we can do. Well, and there's, I think, something different about, like, Jesse? Nurturing your daughter, or like not nurturing. I can't think of the word. It's like giving into. Yeah. Like, like they're facilitating. They're, yeah, yeah, they're like enabling her. There we go. <laughs> to be this way. But it's like your That's daughter. Much less so positive like, that way. Yes, but it's like you're, you're letting her be this way. But it's also like, yeah, your daughter's quirky and like. That's right. the, those are the roles in the family. Right. Whereas you negotiated those roles over 20 years. But and, she's and they developed to, into that. Yes. Yeah. She's trying to, she doesn't negotiate these roles. She imposes the roles. Yes. Harshly. And uh, th- through magic, right? Like she, yes. she sees, and also, I mean, Jesse, what are you doing with this brown stocking it's thing? It's cute. 
It is not cute. It has fallen apart. Is it? What did it start brown or did it become brown with time? I think it started. brown. You think it started brown? Yeah. Um, weird choice <laughs> to make a stocking yes. that is that color. Um, but she gets one look uh, at the stocking and is like, "Nope, magic. Not on my mantle. I'm gonna turn some regular ass socks into stockings." Which I think it's cute to have his and her stockings. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Isabel really thought they wouldn't bring any family traditions or holiday traditions from his life yeah. to integrate into their, their home is, I mean, she's 19. Right. But like, that's wild that she doesn't even, cause he should also like, does he have family ornaments he wants to put up? What? Like, He's yeah. been having Christmases for 25 years. Yeah, he's had more Christmases than she has. He's had like like quite a few. Like 20% more. Yeah. He's had a lot more. A non insignificant yes. amount of Christmases he's had more. More Christmases. Yes. And so like she just doesn't it doesn't even occur to her. Right. And in fact, she's a little annoyed. She's nice about it. Who is she though? She is that she uh, I mean the, Catherine Heigl is playing Isabel the uh, pro Christmas Grinch yes. um, as uh, a different character from regular Isabel. But the same character that we met last year at Christmas. Yes, correct. So this is, we know it's consistent this within, this is a, a, a color of Isabel. Right. But this is, you know, like when Ness, when Nesado takes Max's form, like this is a different <laughs> character for the actor to play. Yes. Uh, and it's fun and compelling to watch, but it's also like, oh, wow, this is a different gear well, for this person. Well, it's one of those things, and I know that this is a TV show, but, like, you would think that Isabel would have some level of self-awareness yeah, to anticipate, because it's not like the people around her, maybe her parents, but, like, her brother, like, they, they call her the Christmas n-word yeah <laughs> no let's i mean you, we can just good. say you can just say nazi <laughs> i think of that <laughs> but like they call her the christmas nazi to her face right so like she knows she rubs people the wrong way with this. yes and, and it's not measuring her behavior at all at all and right. it's bringing this on this poor guy it's i wonder if you, you ever had the experience where um, you're friends with someone, you've been hanging out with them for a while, and then for whatever reason, you interact with them in the situation where they are working. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, this is a diff... You- we all do this, obviously. Yeah. We all become a different person yes, when, when we're persona. working. Um, and it's just, we're like, oh, oh, this is, this is a, this is a, a, this is the same person, but yep. I understand that they have to act differently in this scenario. Yep. Um, and like that, it's weird that Jesse doesn't, it's weird on both ends, right? That yeah. Jesse doesn't clock it in her um, and that she doesn't uh, try to integrate his uh, Christmas traditions into theirs. Well, because in order to do all the things she's doing as queen of Christmas, right? she's got to get people on her side. Like, it's not like she's, she's 19 years old. Right. She's the self-elected head of the whole Christmas thing downtown. Like she's she must, hiring people. Yeah. She must have I guess they're volunteers, but but still she's organized all of it. Like she must have some ability to charm. And I don't feel like she tries the charm part. No, not at all. On Jesse. She just assumes he's gonna do what she says. And then 
like but it's just it, it is it's just funny to me that there's no point where he's like oh christmas is a big deal for you huh like yeah and then either buy in and be like well this is this is what it is or like actively rebel yes. like when he's I, I can't really wrap my head around his character motivations as he's sitting on the couch watching football because he's doing it in a way that feels like it's an act of rebellion, but then is like confused when she's like, we've got a million things to do today. I think he... Is he just oblivious somehow? I think he's doing his assignment yeah. of the popcorn stringing. Right. And then he just turns on the football and the football is just so much more compelling. Yeah. And he just gets wrapped up in it. Yeah, I, I guess that's I don't think he's fair. even thinking it through... The other part is these people have only been dating for three months. This is a great point. So these are, They've never known a Christmas yes, together. This is a very normal five months in yeah. conflict. Yeah. Because this is why you date. This is why you date. This is why you date. You sh- there shouldn't be a month out of the year where your partner is crazy that you don't know about when you get married. <laughs> like you got to. Yeah. You got to know. You got to. You just got to know. You got to get through a summer. You got to get through a fall. You got to get through a holiday season. Yeah. What if they're crazy about Halloween? What if uh, every day in the summer they go to the beach? Like these are things you need to know. know. This is like the film Fever Pitch. Did you ever see this movie? No, but I am familiar with it. So Jimmy Fallon is obsessed, obsessed with the Red Sox. Right. But they start dating in the fall. So she has no idea. She dates a normal guy for six months. And then suddenly... And then suddenly he's insane. Yeah. That's why you got to keep dating. Yeah, you got to keep dating. You can't get married in the first three months. No! It doesn't make sense. But they did. <sighs> mm-hmm. And it all works out for them because she, she uses her dream walk powers for good. Yes. And that makes her realize you have to respect people's differences or something. Yeah, it's something. about family. Yeah. Um... Let's talk Michael and Maria. Oh, Michael and Maria. They're having trouble after this breakup. They, yeah, because they still like spending time together. Yeah. They're still um, friends. They're still friends. They and still like making out. Yeah, they still like making out. And Michael knows he's been broken up with. Yeah. But is like. Yeah. He's kind of like cruising along as though they haven't broken a up. A little bit. And he's also just kind of like. And he says to Max, it's like. The old, all he knows is he's not getting any. So he's not getting laid. Yeah, he like, says some like <laughs> weird bullshit at the beginning of this episode. And so like I don't think he is he's certainly not grappling with or I don't know that he needs to grapple with, but I, he's not connecting on the level of like she felt like her identity she was having like right. identity issues. Right. He's not connecting on that. Well, and even like uh, towards the end when uh, they're hanging out on her porch uh-huh. um, uh, and he's like, it's Christmas. I don't want to be alone. He doesn't say like, it's Christmas. I need to be with you. He says, I don't want to be alone, which like is a, is a, it's a different thing, it right? It's a different thing. But it's also what they've been for each other for yeah. however long. Yeah. But you're right. It's not a good reason for him to, her to get back together with him. No. And they don't. And they don't and they get don't. back together. Um, How much longer could you have watched them making out in their uh, uh, Christmas costumes? I think I would have needed them to keep changing positions because that was part of what was fun about it. Um, Just trying to maneuver around the Santa and, belly. And, and I think that because it's a TV show. Yeah. I don't think in real life his belt was caught on her. 
Right. But I could have watched a few minutes of them try to extricate himself with his belt caught on her. Yeah. Like yeah. That, I, 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 I would watch that too. Yeah. That would be really funny. And well, maybe the, they, they start kissing again. <laughs> <laughs> all the while, kids like uh, yelling about, Ew! <laughs> They're doing it. Um, oh, boy. But yeah, so I think this is a good place for them to be. And again, this is like a real Michael and Maria plot. Yeah. We haven't really had. Yeah. It took them breaking up for us to get. Right. Like an actual B plot. So not complaining. <sighs> Uh, and then I guess the the last little piece of it is uh, Kyle and Jim Valenti. Yes, Ky- <laughs> Jim inv- is has invited someone to Christmas breakfast. Right. So he's making a turkey and Christ- mashed potatoes. Yes, for Christmas breakfast. What is going on here? I don't understand. Also, he's stuffing that turkey like. Days before, Days before on the twenty second, and with weird stuff. Yeah, like he's yeah, like yeah, putting yeah, all yeah, the yeah. lettuce he can find. Like he's putting weird things. Yeah, in that he's turkey. doing a bad job. <laughs> Honestly, think about that. What did that lettuce will taste like oh, after it gets cooked, cooked in a turkey belly? Well, also uh, when it just sits in a turkey carcass for four days. Four days, and then it's so it's gonna oh. be brown and wilted before. That's. That's horrific. This is bad news. This is they bad news. They should have just bought some carrots and shown us, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, some stovetop or something. Like, just come yeah, on. Come just... on. Um, but, yeah, so he's stuffing the turkey several days early for Christmas breakfast. And I think that we did learn last year that they don't really do a big Christmas. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would make Wasn't sense. That, I think we learned that last year, and then Tess was like, "I want Chris. I want Christmas." Yeah, that's right. Because the 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 boys aren't gonna do. They're just gonna like hang out in their underwear and, and watch like, football. Walk, watch I football. Think. Yeah, um, man, football really uh, <laughs> really have, uh, having a bad showing in these Christmas episodes. Um, but yeah, so then they do like a real Christmas for her. So it's not even like this Christmas breakfast is a tradition they have. No, it's possible they did it last year. But it's possible fucking Tess did it last it, year. I think, yeah. I feel like Mrs. DeLuca was there, too. Yeah, that tracks for me. I was um, hoping we were going to see Mrs. DeLuca nice again. It would have been But yeah, so, so... So Mr. Valenti is like, I'm inviting my lady friend. And then on Christmas Eve, an, a person who was an upperclassman when Kyle was in high school, which Kyle is still in high school. Right. So, this person cannot be that old. No, she. I, this I person is like twenty-one, but that's like pushing. But it. yeah, like probably not even probably twenty-one. Not even probably 21. twenty. Um, and Kyle's happy to see her. Right, because he's think, like, oh hey, yeah, yeah. It's a real um, oh what's her name in Bill and Ted, uh, M- M- Mindy, M- uh, I I know exactly M- what you're talking about, Missy, Missy. Missy. I mean, mom, <laughs> um, it's a real, well, I, I had to, there was a second where I was like, do we know this character already? Do we know Shelby? I don't think we do. No. She's been on other CW and WB shows. Mm, okay. Okay. But like, yeah, I think this is the first time we're seeing her. Um, but yeah, so she's there for Mr. Valenti. They go hang out Christmas Eve. But by Christmas morning, she's history. Which is fine because we don't spend any time with them together to really understand and I don't what's going need, on there. Like, I think if we're gonna treat our main characters like they're in their early twenties, yeah, 
we can't also have Mr. Valenti dating someone in their early 20s. No. Like, it, it gets no, too it's confusing. Too, yeah. Like, if these high school students were actual high school students. Right. Then I'd be like, okay, then Mr. Valenti is dating someone younger than him. Okay. But, like, this is, it would be too much. It, it's, it's way too much, especially considering the way that, I mean, he is a literal father yeah. to Kyle, a sort of surrogate father mm-hmm. to Tess when she's around. Yep. And then, like, a father figure to literally everyone else. Yeah, Isabel asked him to walk her down the aisle. Yes! Like, yeah, so it would be too much. Um, so I'm glad that they kind of nipped it in the bud. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get our Christmas breakfast scene with them. Um, um, what do you think about Kyle's rules about uh, his father dating someone younger than someone as young as he is, basically? I think they're fair. The rules are just like, I don't want to see her. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Which, if you're going to be, if your son is still in high school, yeah. and you're going to be dating women in their early 20s, yeah, probably just keep it to yourself. Yeah, you, she doesn't stay over. No, you, you go to her house and then you take a shower. You probably go to her mom's house. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, maybe that is. That's how they broke up. Uh, I gotta say, um, I love Kyle and Jim together. Me too. I just like I, I could do a whole sitcom of just like the Valenti boys, yeah, um, trying to make their way in this world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. One of them's working full time, and the other one's the dad. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like I, I like them a lot. Yeah, I do too. It's I'm always glad when they get kind of a, their own little storyline, and we get another like cute Kyle and Isabel scene when Kyle is telling her about the new girlfriend, and she's like, "Well, Jesse and I have an age difference. It's not so weird." And then she sees them together, and she's like, "Oh, oh no, yeah, no, right. it's, very it's, very it's very wrong. It's very wrong." Um, two more things that we need to talk yes. about, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, one, the tree topper that um samuel uh wanted to put on the top of the tree the single ugliest tree topper i've seen in my life it's a pretty like i cried like it's a pretty moving scene yeah the dream scene of having samuel with his parents in the dreamscape and he looks at his mom and says i love you mom he looks his dad looks i love you daddy and then they lift him up together so that he can put the tree topper on the but all i can think about is that thing is ugly yeah it is like an angel with a (sighs) bell on the bottom yeah, yeah, or like that, like kind of orb, like just yeah. a, a sort of generic Christmas ornament shape. Yes, but it has a hole, right? Yes. You have to, yeah. Did you have a tree? To- do you have like a family tree topper? Uh, we up? we've had yeah, we've had two, no, three maybe. Um, one which is bad. Uh, it's like a a collection of um like boxes, like presents that Cute. are wrapped with like yeah. a, a teddy bear on top of it. Um. That's that's my least favorite one. Then there's one that's uh, just like an angel, classic angel. I love a classic um, angel. With like the the angel's robes are like cloth, so Ooh, like it actually kind of nice. like moves around. Um, and then I can't remember the third one, uh, but I know there is another one. I know there's one more variant on yeah. on our Christmas tree. What about you guys? We had a star mm-hmm. that you could put one of the, a light into, and it was like a it was it was not glass. Yeah. It. It could be glass, but look looks like glass, but I don't think it was because um, it would probably be broken if it was. Uh, but it was like, so I think it's plastic, but clear plastic, um, glass-like, and you could stick lights. It, it didn't have like a holder for lights, but you could like yeah, sure. manipulate it so that uh, lights. And we are a multicolor light family. Oh, for the tree? For the yeah. tree. Yeah, okay. Um, so it would usually, we'd do like a red and a green in it. Yeah. Um, and then... 
we also had an angel. But then when my parents got divorced, my dad got the angel and my mom got the star. Which of those do you prefer? <sighs> your mother or your father? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. Um, I grew up, we would, when I was a kid, like, so my parents didn't break up until I was in high school. So, like, when I was a kid, we would alternate, and I liked the alternating. Yeah, I liked yeah, that yeah. it wasn't the same every year. Yeah, me too. I, I um, like. I I also like that we had variety. And in too. my adult life, I have a cheap ass one I got at Rite Aid that's a star, like a silver star. Yeah, that kind of like wobbles around. Mm. I don't love it, but yeah. it's what I have. Yeah, and I feel like if 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 I'm ever at a Christmas fair. And I see like the perfect, probably not an angel because I'm not that, I'm pre- I do a pretty secular Christmas. Right. So probably more star centric, but like I'm open to a yeah. new tree topper in my life. Yeah. I just haven't discovered one. And like the one that I have in Rite Aid works, like it fits on top of the tree. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't, I don't, when I was a kid, I would genuinely like that. We would always do it last. Right. It would be a whole fun. thing. Yeah. And it would be like, which, you know, my brother, I get to do it. Like, it was a thing. Yeah. So I don't have that special feeling with the one that I have in my adult life. Um, did you have a favorite, like, Christmas ornament? Uh, a, or was there even a Christmas ornament that could compete with the tree topper? I have affection for a lot of the ornaments. Yeah. I think I always like the ones that, like, I made. Right. Like, getting those back out was always fun. Um, and then... I'm trying to think if I have a favorite. Um, can I? Uh, yeah, what's yours? Can, well, uh, first, I just want to say my my least favorite oh. uh, Christmas ornament that we had, and I, I want to say growing up, but like it was obviously um, late, and you'll understand yeah. why uh, when I describe the ornament to you. Um, it is uh, a big ornament; is the shape of a heart. Okay. Um, and it's probably like I don't know four inches wide. Yeah. Uh, and it has an American flag on it. Oh, no. And it's called a Braveheart. The ornament is, is called Braveheart. It's the name of it. Um, it is obviously a post-9-11 ornament. I was say, can this please be a... It's not better if it's a Mel Gibson thing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's... Hmm. Is it better if it's a Mel Gibson thing? <laughs> no, I think... That's really tough. <laughs> I think all Mel Gibson things are worse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, we don't have any 9-11 commemorative ones. I um, mean, it's tough because my sister was in the army yeah, uh, no, I, then, and yeah. like so, like that—that's why we have it. I mostly disliked it uh, because I was like, "This is a Christmas tree. It's not yep. a Fourth of July and Valentine's no. Day tree. Like, what are we doing?" <laughs> no, but I—I get—I get the dislike. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have a one that I hate. <laughs> oh, you know what? Or my favorite. Okay. This, yeah, yeah. Let's do favorite. Let's say positive. They, yeah. They've died. Um, cause they were very old, but they were little elves. Uh-huh. Like this is before elf on the shelf, but they right. look kind of like elf on the shelf and they had like, their arms were sewn together in like a circle. And so you'd tuck their little, you could tuck their little legs like up between oh, yeah, their arms yeah, and they'd yes. like hug their knees and we would just have them sitting in the tree. Yeah. Those are nice. But now elf on the shelf is a thing. And so I, pro- I could replace it with an elf on the shelf. But who wants an elf I on the shelf? I elf on the shelf. I just loved my little old elves that were like my mom's toys from right. when she was a little kid. But those were my, no, I mean, that's probably why they got, they died. Cause right. Because I played with them too much. Right. And my mom wasn't really a mender. Like, like When you arms, broke an elf, that elf was I done. Yeah. A little bit when like they were made of, like they had a head that was plastic, but like they were made of felt. Like yes. they probably were very easy to mend. 
Yeah, but she does not want she, that. She's not interested. <laughs> she's like, put it in. We'll deal with the next year. Yeah, and then when you pull it out next year, you're like, it oh well, broken. I guess it's not going on the tree. <laughs> exactly. I don't remember. Did you break this? I don't remember this. I don't know. Um, I think my favorite ornament that was on my parents' Christmas tree, um, was kind of a strange. My parents had a bar in the okay. house that I grew up in, um, that had a ton of like classic Coca Cola stuff in it. Okay. Um, which is not something that like I would have ascribed to my parents like at any. In any other capacity, right? Yes. Like they they have this Coca Cola bar, yeah, and then like nothing else, no other point in their life are they Did like they interested in Coke. Continue to collect Coke. No, things? okay, no. It was really just like I think my mother needed a theme for the bar. Mm-hmm. She picked Coca Cola. Okay, she went on like a spree for a couple months and just got all the Coke stuff she yeah. could. Um, but um, among that was a little uh the the ornament, the Christmas ornament that is a a like red coca cola like fountain a, like old fashioned oh, like cute. uh soda fountain with uh little white mice on it in red santa hats oh, it's adorable that sounds very cute it's my favorite ornament um yeah, I don't know if i have I have my like my ornaments now, yeah. and like my mom sent them to me when I moved out of out and stuff. But I don't know if I have like a current one that when I do it, I'm like, oh, oh I do have one that's Big Bird riding a sled. That's pretty that good. Just, like makes me happy. Like, and it's, is he it's is he like leaning back or is he just no, sitting he's straight just kind of sitting straight. Yeah, up. okay, all right. Um, I feel like they had a Big Bird mold and they had a sled mold. Right, and they, they were, were like, like, we can staple these together yeah. and sell it. Um, but that one, like, like when, like someday that will probably break. Given how clumsy I am, I will be sad that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I guess that's as good a transition as any to the second thing I wanted to talk yes. about. Um, there's the moment in this episode where uh, Max is trying to uh, touch Samuel. Yes. Samuel runs away. Max tries to get him out of the street. Yep. Samuel falls down, hits his head. Yep. Um, Ryan, this weekend, I was walking to the bank in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and then to the post office. Yeah. So I'm on Glendale Boulevard right. walking from, from the Wells Fargo to the post office. It's like two blocks. Yeah. Um, and I see an old man. Mm-hmm. Who has one of those like uh you know like walker things with like yeah. the the wheels and like the little like padded seat, um walking by himself. Okay. Uh, and he gets to the curb and kind of like steps weird, and I watch him like slow motion oh, no. fall, and like like just fall all yeah. the way down. Um, and you know, uh, it luckily it was uh, you know Saturday morning yeah. in Atwater, so like there were people around, myself included, to like help him up oh, and my like. God, was he okay? I mean, he seemed like he was okay. okay. He's, you know, it's 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 one of those moments where you're like, I'm here to like help this person, right? Um, but then at some point, you just you're just like, okay, bye. Right. <laughs> like, I release you now. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm you know, I'm I'm fine. Th- thank you for helping Aww. me. You're just like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, but it was very uh, like sad and scary for a second to you know, yeah, to like witness, yeah. And, but then it was also like kind of like heartwarming to like be in a small group of people helping yeah, this man. That like is it was, nice. it was nice. Um, well, I'm glad that he's okay. I'm choosing to believe he is fine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's a weird choice, and I I'm, it may have just been a production choice that they didn't make Samuel Samuel bleed at all. Yeah, yeah. Because he face plants, face plants, yeah. yeah. Like 
he should have a broken nose or at least a scrape. And right. he has no scrapes. And then we find out the mom called the dad saying that. It's not a big deal or something. No, saying that was a big deal. Cause, and then. Oh, right. Because he rushes over. Yeah, yeah. He rushes over. And it's like. Give him a little blood on his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's make it a big deal. Like, if your kid sits up with literally not even a scratch on him. He's fine. He's fine. You're he's- not going to, like, freak out. Kids can fall. It's fine. They are. Like, you might make him <laughs> wiggle his nose to make sure nothing's broken. Right. I guess, I don't know what you do if your kid is autistic. Yeah, I don't know I either. Mean, you probably, do you touch, you touch it like you would with a, I a mean, non-verbal it's, babe, a child? I mean, I think there's like a little bit of a, 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 a lot of, it's obviously not uh, true for all yeah. autistic kids, but that they uh, will frequently like sort of imprint on either their mother or father yes. or both. And that like those people are okay to be in their space and yeah. like touching them and all that kind of stuff. Um and she does that too, like right. She yeah. like uh, cradles him, and she's like, "Let me see it," and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And he doesn't. But there's nothing to see. There's nothing to see. Yeah, that kid's face should have been bloody. I, <laughs> he should have been missing teeth. I think it would have just been cooler if he was. But then I guess you had to do it for the whole rest of the episode. Right, and that's pain. Yeah, pain in the butt. But you don't like, want to put that kid through that. I don't know. I just wanted a little. I just wanted to see some blood. Yeah. Even um, just some blood, like on the concrete, like that would have been. That would have been horrific. I would have loved it. <laughs> no, overall, I really like. I I like this episode. I as much as I I don't know that I expressed it like the Michael Maria storyline. I like that this is where they go. They break <laughs> up, but they're like not really broken up. They don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no. They don't really understand boundaries. Right. No, that seems consistent. Don't. Right. Yeah, why? Why would they? Them. Yeah. Um, and she hasn't really done anything about any of her dreams. She's like, oh, maybe I'll be a person who volunteers. I'm like, sure, that's going sure, to fix, fix it, Maria. This, sure. sounds, this sounds like <laughs> all the same shit that you used to be doing. Oh, you're working with Liz? That's the, exactly what you've done every night your In entire life. In a cute little outfit with a skirt? All right, yeah. No, right, same nothing, thing. Nothing same has thing. changed. And- we oh, we got to talk about uh, Max and Liz and Liz being like, when you meet your son, do I have to worry about you leaving? And Max being like, no, you're my family now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like bull shit, Max. I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Okay. I think Max believes it. Sure. Cause he's in he's like sort of back in lovey dovey. Oh, they're totally lovey dovey right he's now. He's back in like I can I can make you wet by walking into the crash down. <laughs> and it works. And She's it worked. Very excited to see him. She's like, I'm so glad you just walked in here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, That's why I apologize for saying make her wet. I hated I, was, I hated saying it's okay. it. okay. <laughs> I said the N-word earlier. It's true. <laughs> Should we move on to the next episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Heath's in a pickle. Heath is in uh yes, he's in Wait, trouble. Hold on. Okay. I don't think it's Oh shoot, it was recording. Oh, okay. I thought it wasn't recording. Oh, but okay. It was recording so the we're good. Time. We're good. <laughs> Heath, uh, who we don't see for like the entire episode, although we do, someone is trying to get into his house when Max yes. and Liz are leaving it. Someone is, but we find out it probably isn't Heath because Heath has gone back to New Mexico. Right. Heath is now, Jones is going to try to get him to help him fix the. No, sever the sever the, sever the psychic bond. He's a good geneticist. He's not the best one. Right. The best one is Liz. But he's a good geneticist who is has experience 
trying to save an alien. Because his best friend is an alien. His best friend, the priest who was... Uh, Which we should have... Co- I don't even remember if we talked about the priest last week. No, we didn't. But he's way hot. He's way we hot. Yeah, you're right. Him, you're right. Like, you're we right. were going to see him again. Yes. Like, it was almost a... Sh- it's kind of a shame he's a priest because you kind of want... Right. Closer to date him or something. Right, right, right. But like, oh, he's also an alien. But now he's also an alien. <sighs> I'm going to say it. There was too much happening in this episode. There was a lot happening. I think this was... <sighs> there were storylines that I did not connect to. Yeah. But I still think, like, this was not in the bottom 50% of episodes this season. No, I think you're right. But that's not necessarily a high point saying well, uh, about the season, but it's one of the things that we like about the show is the like dynamics between you know a couple pairings of yes. characters right and one of those pairings is max and liz yep um and for a little bit they're fun together in this totally. episode but also like they spend so much time arguing slash articulating their own like perspective slash like their dramatic premise yes. like with each other the show's too fucking self-aware all yeah. the time. Um, and everyone has like a, you know, third degree of irony take on mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, and that's fine when it's like Isabel doing like quippy bullshit. Yeah. But when it's like Liz saying like, oh, we really should get back to, you know, the fact that there's a evil doppelganger of you. Right. Doing, you know, like it's all just like too damn much. <sighs> I just want them to be like I just want them to be in the moment instead of like commenting on it. Yes. And I think part of it is that they they've been back in each other's orbit for a while, yeah. but we haven't really had them resolve their big conflict from last season. Yeah, totally. And so that's kind of also happening in this episode where they're talking about the choices that they made and yada yada yada. Right. So, like, they're they're also kind of relitigating their breakup, which you know, to cite Isabel for a second, is kind of like, is this the time for that? Like, why? Well, they've got a long road trip. They do have a long road trip, and like, what you got to talk about something? Yeah, they can only talk about what was on his road trip mix for so long. Yeah, and the only song that he cites is uh, "Fastballs the Way." Yes, was the opening song of that playlist. Which, as you pointed out, a little, a little on the nose. Yeah, but he's in high school. But yeah, so we're fine. talking about on the nose stuff. Yeah. So it's par for the course for Roswell. Oh boy. Okay. No Rosa in this episode. No, yeah, no Rosa at all. Kyle's back though. Kyle's back. I, and maybe I missed a line, a throwaway line that explained it. I still don't understand. Whether Kyle knew he had an uncle, whether he yes. thought his bro- dad's brother died, yeah, whether he grew up with this this man, this particular man in his life as his uncle, and it is wholly unclear by watching their interaction whether they're supposed to be family mm-hmm. or strangers. Yes, and so it also doesn't charge any of their scenes with any. Emotion. Whereas, right. like, for example, if he was his uncle who was in his life the whole time, that's a more, that's a pretty interesting thing for that person to say, I killed your father. Yeah. Like, you'd have really like a, complicated. That's a hugely interesting thing. Yes. But he says it, and then Kyle's like, you're going to have to give me more info. And then we cut away. 
And then when we come back to it, like, they have this, like, long conversation. Yes. With too many specifics. Yeah. Everything falls out of my head. I can't track can't it at all. Can't hold it all together. Um, and then, like, what, I, like, I honestly, what, what? What ended? How did their how did their little conflict resolve? That he's going to let Kyle work with him I think on that's alien what it stuff. Is, that he's like he sees Kyle's value to the alien to the deep sky cause, and that Kyle is now asserting he's yeah. taking kind of which as an as a place for his arc to go makes sense. That he's now owning his choice to be part of the alien thing, and that he is going to do it to the better code than his and father. better than yeah. his father. Right. But there's also like I think it was a surprise, but maybe I missed it that his father was a double agent. Yeah, big I surprise. I don't think we knew that. I mean, frankly, it was a big surprise that Kyle was out of his coma. That he wasn't in a barn. That he wasn't in a barn. Yeah. It. Okay, there were like three or four storylines that made a jump. Yeah, that made us between episodes that made you feel like you missed an episode. Like, yeah, we missed the reveal of Kyle in Deep Sky. Instead, yes. we just open with Kyle and Deep Sky having a, a wake conversation. Right. So, like, we missed the reveal of him being moved to Deep Sky. Mm-hmm. We missed the reveal of Michael and Alex are now a lovey-dovey couple. They're so lovey-dovey right now. Like, so lovey-dovey. Which, I mean, they did kiss last episode. Sure, but... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was like, that kiss was a promise, I guess. Right. And then Max is alive. Max is out of the pod. Right. Right. Walking right. around like a regular person. Yes. And they mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, it's been two days since yeah, we... Yeah, he slept like, for two days. He slept for two days. But, like, that's it. It, it is... I mean, your, your question of, like, did I miss a throwaway line or something is... It seems like there was a whole paragraph of throwaway lines that were just like, uh, by the way, the following things have changed, and yeah. now here we are. Um, Which on some hand, on one hand, I don't really mind, because I don't love when we have like a cliffhanger, and then it gets undone in the next episode, or they, we spend too much time like transitioning when it doesn't really matter. Because like we start yeah. all the yeah, storylines yeah, yeah. this week with like where things matter. Right. Well, but like even within the episode, they're doing cliffhangers that don't matter, right? Because yeah. there's the one going into the commercial break where they're in Liz's uh, LA apartment and like all of her records are gone. Yeah. And she reaches for the lunchbox that's hidden away uh, and then reveals, oh no, it's empty. And then yeah. when we come back, she's like, oh, you know, Heath knew about this. So he, Heath's probably yeah. got it. Where it's like, okay, that's not really a like it is a cliffhanger, but like the resolution is just her remembering like, oh, yeah, obviously that's what yeah. it was. Um, and too many of the too many of like the mysteries or like the uh, lingering questions or like cliffhanger things are solved by a character just saying or remembering something. Yeah. Uh, and not by action. Or by like any kind of drama. Let's talk about the church camp. Okay. Um, because uh, Isabel, Maria, and Gregory Maines. Mm-hmm. Who, who, by the way, knows yeah. everything about aliens. Oh, yeah. He's into it Which now. I don't. And I, I don't you know. On my rewatch, I'll clock it. But, like, I knew he knew about Maria's visions. But I thought that was more of a Maria thing. I didn't know he knew. I didn't know he was fully in on the alien conspiracy. Yeah. Isabel is straight up doing magic in front of him all the time. And like kind of cavalierly, like uh, pushing chairs out, moving Maria's arm off of, uh, of, off of Gregory, teleporting various drinks to her hand. Yes. Um, But so they go to this camp. 
They go to this lake. They go to this where lake. Where yeah. a child emerged from the lake on the same day that uh, Isabel, Max, and Michael emerged from their uh, a, pod. A child who did not speak? Right, just like them. D- and connection to uh, previous, uh, the two original yes, Roswell. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so they, yeah. and so is it, so they're kind of standing at this lake, which is a pretty good, they're kind of like, uh, what's next? <laughs> which yeah. is a good point. Cause like, what do you yeah, do? Cause what do you do now? And Isabel uses her powers to surface the pod from the bottom of the lake, to dredge the bottom of the lake, find the pod and, and confirm that this child that came out of there is probably an alien. And so then they like, so s- then in the next stalk around scene, for clues, right? Yes. But in yeah. the next scene, they're just in a camp. Right, and like the camp seems like the building that they're in is like swanky, right? Like it's nice. It reminded me of a um, lodge that I visited once in Door County, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, That's like a clear resort town kind of thing, and like to to call that like a church camp. Maybe it's like a mega church. I don't know. But yeah, I agree. Well, then we see the church, and it's not. No, it is not. The church looks normal. Yeah. So I don't really understand it. But yes, they're at a very posh church camp and they just break in and spend the night there. Seemingly break in. Yeah. Seemingly. They don't have permission. They're definitely trespassing. For sure. But we don't like see them break in. They they could have left the doors unlocked. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, But there's also no moment where they like wrestle with like, oh, we shouldn't be here or anything like that. They're just, they're just there. They're going to drink the coffee and use the thing. Like it's. Gregory's making tre- old fashions. Yeah, they treat it like a ho- like a an Airbnb. Yeah. Th- yeah. But they didn't rent it. No. Um and they treat it worse than an Airbnb because what look, we were asking for more horniness yes. last week and we got it uh at least a little bit in this episode. I was happy to see it. I was happy to see it too. Maria and Gregory get yeah. get nasty, but they are just whipping uh, they're breaking glasses glass around. all over the time. They're throwing glass into the fireplace, which is horrible. Yeah. Someone has to clean that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but s- someone is going to clean that, and then they're also going to have to uh, find the window that they broke to like yeah. get in, <laughs> and like all the other. Where did they sleep? Is someone doing the laundry? I mean, like, they what's, probably what's didn't happening? have to break a window. They had it. They had Isabel. They did have Isabel. You're so right. They probably didn't have to break break in. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but even so, it's just it's so weird to just treat. A, a camp as your chalet. Yeah. Which is what they, it's, I just think that's so weird. It's so weird. And it's, just, just not commented on at all. And maybe it's like the location, Scott, like, I feel like that location should have been much more run down. Yeah, probably. Like if they were just like staying in what you expect a church camp to look like, I think it, I would feel less like they were taking something. Well, and also, like, they're taking something, but also just, like, if there's even the faintest acknowledgement that that's what they're doing. Yeah. That, like, like, they're staying there for the night because it has gotten late during their investigation and, like, they don't, you know what I mean? No, but like, they're staying there so that they can go through all the files. Right, right, Because they right, go right. through all the files and they find out that John Doe, the guy who came out of the water, went to this camp, had a best friend named Buckshot or something. Right. Buckweed? Buck, Buck, Buck something, yeah. Buckson. Um, has a best friend named Buckshot, and that the two of them were inseparable. There's pictures of them as children, but we don't get to see the pictures. And then that's that's all the leads they get, which are pretty good leads. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they also find the, like, this Iron Cross thing. Yes, but even that, like, then that scene should have been in the office of the camp. Yeah. Instead, it's like by this, it's like this lodge room. <laughs> it's very cozy. Yeah, and it seems like the place is, like, fully staffed, fully yes. stocked. I mean, it feels like it's been cleaned. Yes. Um. So, yeah, so... And th- this whole time, uh, Maria is... Uh, telling Isabel to like just relax and like live your life a little bit, girl. Like I know we're on a mission and all, but yes. like. And then she she at first I don't think it articulates it that well, but I think when she articulates it later to Gregory, she's like, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna live while I'm alive, and grab on to these things as they come. Which yeah. that to me works way better than like, why are you so stressed out about aliens? Well, I it works, but that is not. It's the exact opposite of the Maria that we've known in the first eight yeah. episodes of this season, right? That she is like, no, I know that every time I go in and have one of these visions, I'm putting myself in danger, but I have to do it. I have to stay on yep. mission to help my friends. Um, and you know, now she's like, ah, oh, we don't need to help our friends. We can. <laughs> well, she's not saying we don't need to help our friends. She's just like, we don't have to be single minded right 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 and i think you're right it's a change but the show doesn't like ignore and i think it's a believable change for a person to go through after a near-death experience but the show doesn't doesn't acknowledge doesn't acknowledge that a that. change yeah because all she she could just say to isabel i used to be like that i was giving i was literally killing myself right what did that how did that get us ahead right well, we we didn't what did we learn gain? we didn't learn anything about a, a funeral that's probably not going to happen now. Like, well, it might. It might. Who knows? I mean, because the Valenti cross, and now we've met another Valenti. True. Yes. Who's expendable? According <sighs> yeah, to totally, me. totally expendable. Eduardo Valenti, like, yeah, wholly expendable. The <laughs> The part where uh, Michael shows up to Deep Sky with Eduardo Valenti, I come in peace, written on his T-shirt, <laughs> is like, why don't you just write, th- wh- wh- you're writing it on your T-shirt? It's so weird. Where else? Like on a sign? Yeah. This is Michael. You think Michael's going to go buy poster board at the store and make a sign? So instead he's like writing upside down on his own shirt. No, he took he the took shirt He took the shirt off, off yes, and, and wrote, wrote it on there Sharpie. and then put it back on his body. Yeah. This is bizarre. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird. I think it's because it, it has the cover it up, expose it piece. Right. Which would be harder if you're holding a sign. I guess. Then you just like put the sign down. Right. But then you're still holding a there, There's no plausible deniability when you're holding a sign. How is there plausible deniability when you're wearing a shirt? You button your flannel. There's no evidence. Also, you're an alien, so you <laughs> you could just vaporize the sign when you're done with it. Sure, but he could have also flown. Who knows? <laughs> um, I didn't mind it. It felt very it felt very Michael to me. Yeah. Okay. It didn't feel. It felt like the kind of shit Michael would do, and it was. It uh, it definitionally was. Yeah. Um. And he has to rescue Alex because Alex has been spending too much time with the machine. Two days. Alex starts the episode telling us, I'm only spending 15 minutes every six yes. hours with this machine. We hear his buzzer go off. And then he just hangs out with the machine. Right. For the rest of the episode and goes crazy. It's like uh, every improv scene that you're in where yeah. someone says like, okay, whatever you do, don't do this. And you're yep. like, okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's now what we're doing. what has to happen now. 
<laughs> we have no choice. Um, and his subconscious creates an avatar, I guess, of Michael's mom, with yeah, Nora. Right. And she goes, she starts in like her sort of like, you know, white garb of like, yeah. you know, the alien warrior, whatever, um, and slowly becomes the sort of uh, alien refugee that yes. we see in like the 40s flashbacks. Right. Um, and s- s- quickly starts to like essentially encourage Alex to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what the I mean, Lockhart machine quick, does. I guess that's two years. <laughs> two days. <laughs> two, two days. <laughs> um, that's what the machine does. I don't know why Mac Michael thought that Alex was going home when he said he was doing this thing every six hours. Yeah. Yeah. He's why driving would you go home, home from Deep Sky, driving back to Deep Sky. You're going to get what, like a couple hours sleep? Yeah, it's not worth it. No, I mean, sleep at your desk. Yeah. Or not at your desk because that's where the machine is. Or do it every eight hours. Do it three times a day. He wants to maximize it. He'll, he ends up doing it just straight through. And it almost kills him. It does almost kill him. Um, we did get that uh, cool sequence of, um, what is her name? Uh, 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 Michael's mother? Nora. Nora. Um, like slicing up the yeah. uh, Jones clones. Yeah, killing Jones those clones. clones. And then Jones catches her. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, it's sword time. And you raised this point that the sword only responds to Jones' DNA. That's what we were told. But maybe this is a different... Could be a different sword. sword. Could be a different or sword. Or it could be everyone has a sword that is for their own DNA. That but could that be. is not how the dictator described the sword. No. Like, he definitely described it as, like, I, as part of being the dictator man, I get this special sword and this is what it does. But, but also my son can use it, too. Well, yeah. My clone and he my son. He doesn't acknowledge that it's his son. Right. Until he has to. Yeah. Uh, okay, what, <laughs> what, what else happened here? Um, we got the, the drinking by the um, undocumented refugee shack. Yes, with Kyle and his uncle. Again, it's not clear if Kyle has ever met this man before or... And like I said, maybe we did somehow know that Kyle's dad was a double agent. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, it's sort of like last week when we found out that Patricia was working at Caulfield. Yeah. And that, Similarly confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's also a little bit like this week when. Isabel was like, yeah, I had like a flirtation thing with this. We did see them talking. We did see them talking and drinking. Okay. I don't think we saw the, I don't remember the proposition. I don't remember that either. And maybe the show will just gloss over it. But we met this girl when she had a one night stand with Max, Isabel's brother. Yes. I think this is a little... I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't know that I like this. I don't I don't think I like it either. Um and I think Isabel makes a really good point that this woman's job is to expose yes. lies and Isabel lives a lie. So and knowing how the show goes, it just will mean that this woman is going to have to compromise her values. Right. It's and not we'll, that Isabel's going to stop lying. No, well, definitely not. No, she's no interest in that. Uh or she dies. 
Not Isabel, oh, but the yeah. reporter. The girl, the reporter could die. Yeah. She will either die or live long enough to ethically compromise everything. Here's the thing. This reporter magically can be wherever she needs to be. Right? Like true. she just appears she's at the She's a good reporter. She's a great reporter. She's already at this church mm-hmm. um running down a separate lead. She's got this necklace. She, from a, there was a fire and in the fire they found this necklace. Somehow she got control of the necklace. I don't know why the police would let her have it. Yeah, I don't she's know. She's got this necklace with JD written on it. Do you think that she is more than just a reporter? Do you think that she has some like either uh, like deep sky connection or like other governmental uh, connection or is an alien or anything else like or or is she just sort of coincidentally uh, like plowing right I into? I think this she's stuff? a reporter, but I think she maybe has is investigating aliens specifically. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they. I don't know that the writers of the show know. Yeah, because when we met her, she was a singer at the bar. <laughs> she was, but we found out she was a reporter pretty quick after that. I feel like the next day. Possibly the next episode, right? Because she's, well, yeah, because it's the, it's the next episode because she finds She out, finds Max's he, book. Well, that's the, yes. And then they see each other at the crashdown and she finds out he's a cop. Right. Because she thought he was a writer. <laughs> She finds out he's a cop, and then I think at that point she also is like, well, I'm a reporter who investigates the sheriff's department. Right. So I feel like it's pretty, qu- it's pretty quick after the one-night stand. I don't think... But again, when they wrote the, the first episode of the season, did they know that she was a reporter? I don't know. Yeah, it's the... She was the singer. The, the season feels very beautiful corpsey to me. Yeah. Which... Is something. I don't... I don't know. I think... We'll see how this all hangs together ultimately. I don't. I feel like. And maybe it's just Liz is so good, but Heath didn't seem to be that good a scientist. No. So was he riding Liz's coattails? Was he to do his alien research? Like. When he like recognized that she was doing alien research, but played dumb the whole time. I guess, maybe. It's just, he did not seem like the, I guess that was, maybe it was when we find out that what um, Kyle was injected, because we do find out Heath is the one who injected Kyle. Yeah. With the paralytic. paralytic, And that we find out that paralytic was developed at Generax by Heath. I'm like, that Heath, the lead geneticist, which he was not giving me lead geneticist no, vibes never. at all. Never. And maybe that was just so that he was supposed to like, it was supposed to be like red herring like. Sure, that he's, or that and he was even to... doing that to like lure Liz into like revealing her expertise. Yeah, like are we yeah. supposed to think he's as good as Liz? I mean, I don't think so. I think if anything, yeah, I think you're right in that he's like coasting off of, he's in Liz's wake. Yeah. Um, like, uh, catching that and getting access to the technology that's going to save his friend. But then it's also like, why would he not, if he knows that Liz is doing research with alien DNA for a fact, Yeah. why would he stop returning her phone calls? <laughs> why would he uh, like, yeah, okay. He was hurt by her because she blew him off, yeah. you know, after, after, you know, whatever. He, if he has a secondary agenda that is do alien research to help his friend, who is an alien, 
why does it, why does he not team up with Liz like in a permanent way instead of like getting moody about being stood up? Well, maybe he's from a different kind of alien show where you don't freaking tell everybody all the time. That is a great point. He may be from a different alien show. He may be from the kind of alien show where you don't tell Gregory Maines <laughs> all the details of alien life. Or we just assume Gregory Maines has already been told. And so we just start doing magic. <sighs> and Gregory Maines is cool enough that he's like, yep, okay, I guess. I think he's horny enough for Maria. He <laughs> would have put be, up with anything. Um, I could have... I know there was a lot of glass smashing in yeah. their uh, sex scene. I could have done with more, like, sexiness in yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I just want to see them make out for a while. Get those shirts off and make out for a while. I mean, they made out. I think you were distracted by the glass. I was. I mean, I think, it seemed dangerous. I feel like they definitely were making out. So, like, I think if you missed it, it was because you were thinking about the glass. Yeah. You should rewatch yeah. it. Ignore the glass. No, my safety concerns no. cannot be overridden. Ignore the glass, That's... and then you can enjoy the making. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just let it go. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I. This was a weird episode of television. Um, I don't feel like anything. I don't feel like I was surprised by anything. Even though there are like big reveals yeah. in this episode. I mean, I, I guess I was surprised when we saw the preacher guy, even though I shouldn't have been because we met a preacher last week. Right, right, right. So that was kind of a fun to see him again. It's kind of fun to see him again, but like our connection to him in his first appearance is pretty tenuous, right? Like he basically just does a, a right. He, he was like, uh, uh, he like starts quoting like Biggie at um, at Rosa. Well, yeah, I mean, he encourages Rosa to deepen and connect to her gifts and yeah, grow. Yeah, I and mean, he's pre- he's counsels Rosa pretty well. Yeah, I don't feel like it was ineffectual. No, 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 and I I, I don't think so either. But like, I I do think that there is. I think I said it at the time that like the the cool priest thing, yeah. you know, that like he may as well, you know, sit backwards in a a, yeah. a chair. Um, that like it's, yeah, it, it it's it's uh, just a, a minimal part, I guess, and just to set up so that we have something to reveal when he's revealed to be the alien. Yes, and we don't know anything about. I guess I, I'm gonna <laughs> ask for it, and it's like yeah. gonna come in a way. It's gonna be like one of those gifts that comes, and it's what you ask for, but it's not at all. I want to understand the mythology of what the hell was happening on that ship better. Yes. Who's on the ship? Why are some people safe and some people not? Yeah. Was there a first class and second class? Was Noah just a runaway? Was, why would Nora bring Jones? Why is Jones on the ship? Yeah. Why, what are they doing? What is, what is their goal? What was the plan? And I feel like we've gotten bits of it in different pieces, but like some of those things are liars who told us things. Right. So we have no idea if it's true. I want to understand. So like, is this fourth alien wanna a peer of Isabel and, and Michael? Why bring Isabel in the first place? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why bring Michael? Because Jones clearly doesn't give a fuck about Michael. No. So it's not like we were trying to like take Michael away to protect him from his father. Because 
Jones doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's, I mean, jo- it. I don't, I don't understand what was happening on that yeah. ship. I don't understand the people who are on the ship, what their relationship to each other and what their goal was in fine. What, I, I assume they crashed. Yeah, well, and like, what's, what's interesting about this complaint, because I'm with you on it, uh, is that like, it's the same sort of thing that you could start to apply to um, like the mysteries present in like Battlestar Galactica yeah. or Lost or something, right? Um, but those shows uh, were so like uh, precious and purposeful about their mystery, right? Yeah. That like the mystery was part of the appeal um, and part of what drove the characters to understand more. Yeah. Our characters. Well, they want to like battle aliens or battle the people who are battling aliens. Um, don't really seem to me to be after understanding what was happening on that ship. Like, I don't. I do. They want to solve the mysteries that I don't that, know. that you're. There's also we have this machine. Yes. Do we know that it's a good thing to communicate with other people using this machine? No idea. Max and or, or sorry, Michael and Alex fi- fix it. Yeah. By the end of this episode, but we well, don't just uh, just by removing the project Shepherd piece. Project Shepherd piece. Yeah. But it takes like alien th- they use special effects. <laughs> yeah. But like Boy do they. <laughs> they really do. Um so they fix it, but like to an end, you don't know who you're communicating with or what you're communicating. Yeah. We didn't it's not like we know what Nora's goals. I guess that's. I feel like, and part of it is, I think, so they can keep having reveals. Yeah. But I don't feel like I can hold steady to any of the things that happened in the past. So I don't even know. Like, is it a good idea to fulfill Nora's goals, or have because Nora hadn't even met Michael yet? So the world is different now. <laughs> yeah. So do we know for sure that that was a good goal and that we should do that? Do we? Yeah, no. I mean, that, and that's the thing is that the stakes are all jacked, right? Because like, there, there's even a part, and I don't even remember which character says it yeah. because they're all the same level of self-aware. Um, but someone is like, uh, yeah. So what we're trying to accomplish is we're trying to stop uh, a, a duplicate of an evil dictator from either reconquering his home planet or killing. Like, there is a moment where it is clear to the characters that they don't know what will happen if Jones is allowed to live. And I think think it's important that we know. I think we should know what he wants other than just to continue to live in Max's body. Yeah, I think I agree. And it... I think it's because they took so long to do the big reveal that he wanted Max's body. Even we already knew he was in Max's body. Right. And it was still a reveal that that was his goal. Yes. So the rest of the time we were watching him not knowing what he wants. And I guess maybe that is when we get down to it, like where the show can be frustrating week to week is that I don't feel like I understand what each character's goal is. Yeah. Week to week. And this episode, I think they did try to have the characters tell us and tell each other their goals. Yeah. Which is good. And so, sometimes those goals those... are clearer than others, yes. though, right? But I just like... want next week for those goals to be co- make sense with what we just heard. Like, right. Or to have any of those wants dramatized. Right. Sure. Like, just stating them is not the same as, I mean, like, Kyle wanting to serve aliens better than his father did 
right? Like that's that's his yeah. his stated goal, his stated want here. He doesn't do that. He doesn't run up against no. uh, his father's shortcomings in any way in this episode. That's it's it's it is a non-dramatized point of conflict. It's just a stated point of conflict. Well, and part of the problem is his dad has been dead since before the show started, which makes it difficult. <laughs> so, like, it was hard to dramatize when he found out about Rosa. Yeah, and his frustrations with his dad cheating on his mom, and on it's like, yeah, I, I, I wish that. And again, maybe it's just I want the show to do what I what I imagine. But like, if the uncle was part of his life, <laughs> then Kyle could project some of these things onto the right, uncle. Right, right, like, right. You and Dad lied to me. You and Dad did these things to me. Right. You and Dad didn't live up to your code, but I will. Well, and the, the the fact that he resents the bottle thing, uh, like the way he resents it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What it should be is like, uh, you had this connection with my father, and like you had these rituals, yeah. and like you you still failed him some, or like you still, I'm so, what what even was happening with the Eduardo saying that I killed your father, and then later he said, uh. I died and then became the man that I am with blue sky, but your father just decided to die slowly. What is he talking about? What is he saying there? He's saying that his dad, it didn't have something to do with the machine. I think it had to do with the machine. I don't know. So wait, so did Kyle's father uh, get the Lockhart machine delusions and throw himself off a bridge or or something? Or gave the Lockhart machine to him? I don't know. I don't know. I think I knew it made sense to me in the scene, so I must just be forgetting. He does say the reason why he thinks he killed his his brother. Yeah, and I th- think you're right, but this is this is the this is the problem, right? Yeah. Like we just watched the episode, we're talking about it, we talk about it week to week, yeah. and there are too many confusing, half articulated like reasons and motivations for things that just like don't add up and aren't dramatized in a way that yeah. make them memorable. Yeah. What have we missed? Have we missed any uh, any corner of this story? I think we've hit all of the highlights. It is. Uh, I will say, as much as like it's a it's a little cheesy, but compared to like like the Kyle and Uncle storyline, to me, just like was a miss. Yeah. And I love Kyle, but this was a miss for me. Yeah. But like the especially Michael, after he's been in a coma for the last yeah three episodes. I, I wanted more yeah. out of it. Because I, I like Kyle. The Michael Alex stuff, it's cute. It's cute that they're trying to date now. It's cute that Alex is trying to face down his fears. That yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That his love for Michael is never going to face up to his history. And that even though it's talking about a, a scene we didn't see, but Michael being like, yeah, I was worried too. And then Sanders gave me a pep talk. And yeah. Like, That's cute. All right. Okay. Michael that's cute. drops off food yeah. at Alex's hat. Like, they're cute. So all of that was very was very cute and very back to like the relationship between them that we like yeah it skipped a bunch of steps it like, skipped I... so many steps <laughs> and begs the question of like why even have them split up in the first place when like they're just fun for them to be cute together yeah, better. yeah so it's so much better than them yelling at each other yes agree so, like that was really cute the max and liz stuff that we got a lot of it was cute yeah until of course they started yelling at each other until they started yelling at each other and rehashing things but Again, they had to have that fight at some point. That yeah, that is true. He does pull out a snow globe of the beach. I don't. 
Out of his pocket. Out of his, he's been carrying it around. He's been sitting in the car for 16 hours. He drove from Roswell to Los Angeles back to Roswell with this, with this with snow globe so in his pocket. So he could tell her, let's go to the beach. Yeah. I'm sure it sounded a lot better in his head before it happened. I thought he was proposing. I thought he. I thought so too. I thought I it was, was going like, to be a, a ring box. Yeah. Holy moly. You guys just had a fight. This might not be the time. Um, but no, he's proposing that they go to the beach. Uh, and then at the end, Jones has captured himself a new uh, genetic genius mm-hmm. uh, and will probably end up electrocuting Heath's heart the same way he did to some nice old man. I don't know. I think Heath could join the fold. You I think, think so? we might be in with Heath. Okay. Just the same way that like Gregory Maines joined the, joined yeah. the team? I think Heath might join the team, but maybe he'll get killed. Maybe he'll sacrifice himself for his friend or something. And reporter lady, you think she sticks around? I hope she does. I like her. I like her too. I again, I think it's. I don't. I both like want the show to address it, but also am worried of how the show will address it. But she did sleep with her brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and this is not the kind of show where that would play that for drama. <laughs> like, it's not. This isn't a soap. Right, that right, way. right, right. So, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where do we're going. Do you think with she this. knows that Isabel oh, and Max are? Do, that would be cute if they play it for laughs. Like they just all end up going to dinner together. Right, and she's like, "Wait, you and you? Wait, <laughs> wait, oh. you're oh oh, huh?" <laughs> and then just iris out on her and da 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 da. But she's an investigator. She knows. She knows. You're right. She I has to. She I think, or she's, she's a bad reporter because she's also she works at the bar, so she's seen them all together. Yeah, it's a good point. Like she knows. Yeah, she must. Now the que- now, I guess there's ways that this could play out that won't annoy me, but <laughs> it's because it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's definitely kind of gross. Although I've known, I guess it's only ever really the case with twins that I've known mm-hmm. where someone has dated one twin and then the other twin. Oh, geez. Um, but that's also bad news. It's bad news when it happens. It's not good. No. I don't think it's a good idea. No, it is not. You know, the heart wants what it wants, but (laughs) it's a bad plan. Yeah. Once you, you you know, take your shot with someone in an immediate family, that's it. The rest of the family is off limits. I think they are. Now, I will say, if you're going to shoot your shot, the way she and Max hooked up was like, no strings, right, one night, right, right. good times, fun had by all, no regrets. I read your book in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. And then never speak to you again. Right. Per- like that, if you're gonna hook up with someone <laughs> first in a family and then that's pretty much the cleanest way to do it. Yeah, that's true. Well, and then the, the second thing happening here is like or, uh, arranging dates, right? Like with yes. Isabel there, that's yeah, not exactly. going to be this a hookup. She's up. dating yeah, okay. the second sibling. Yeah, okay. So... Yeah, she I would still, rather it just she, be like an awkward thing that just like one scene of awkwardness. I don't know that I I don't want. It doesn't see, need to be an engine for drama. I yeah, I don't yeah. want to see anyone have feelings about it because well, if you have feelings about it, it gets complicated. Yeah, well, and who's is Max gonna have feelings about it? No, I don't know. Max was pretty jealous about Heath. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where all of his that's where all of his emotional <laughs> he energy checked is. for Heath's different T-shirts and got mad that Heath had a T-shirt that said West on it. Yeah. What a fucking dork. <laughs> he is a dork. But he's perfect for Liz. 
He listened to all of Liz's tapes. He did. I do like that he listened to them so much because he missed her so much that that's going to be useful to her. <laughs> that So, like, there are things from this episode I really did enjoy. This right, right, right. It's not, like, an unpleasant episode. I think it was jarring at first of where we had moved with all of the storylines. Right. And then, yeah. And then the Keith, the uh, Kyle thing was a drag. But otherwise, you know. Yeah, it's otherwise it's, it's, it's Roswell. It's Roswell. We had to Roswell spend time with Liz. We had to spend time with Liz. Yeah, we did. She's doing science. She's inventing science. She's inventing science while the crash, crash down is closed down. <laughs> and then just leaving that uh, glass thing sitting there. Yeah, for anyone to for see. For anyone, Jones in particular, to just waltz in. Come and crib her notes. <sighs> All right, well... Let's meet back here and discuss. Oh, no. Actually, maybe programming yeah. note. We are going to be taking next week off. Yes. We're um, going to be dark next week. Mm -hmm. And then the week after, we're going to do a Roswell, New Mexico double header. Yeah. So, double feature. So, but we promise so it'll be double this bitching. No, we are going to bitch. <laughs> we're going to be so happy. We'll have missed yeah. it. Yep. We're going to. It'll. And this show is a better binge. True. Yes. So, like, we'll binge yep. two and then it'll be total. It'll be great. <laughs> it'll be great. Alright, talk All right. to you in a couple weeks. Yep. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.